Good morning. Glad you're here this morning. We are starting a new message series today that we're calling Beginning Again. And what we're going to look at in this series is how, how do you get a fresh start? I, I personally, I need a fresh start often, uh, almost daily. And thankfully, the Lord uh, graciously offers this. So this is the time of year, I, I think I think now, this used to be right after school started, like around September, second week of September. Now, school's been going on. All, all the teachers are back in class and all the students are back. But at the beginning of a, a school year, it's awesome because you, you, you have a shot at straight A's. It's like it, it all starts over again. And you, you got a shot. You know, you haven't turned in your first paper. You haven't even tried to write your first paper. Back when I was in school, you had to typewrite your papers. It was really a bummer to make a mistake because then you had to, you know, get the white out and fix it. And, but none of that's happened. You know, when the beginning of a school year be, starts, when it cranks up, none of that's happened. Sports are kicking off again. Uh, if your kids are in soccer or football or so, you know, everything's starting. You got a shot at a perfect season. Maybe not if you played a couple games. Um, college football. We love college football around our house. Uh, and, you know, we, we still have a shot. Both, both of our main teams are 2-0. and Hopefully your team has a shot to get into the playoffs. If they've lost a couple, maybe not. If they lost one early, that's okay. I mean, you still got a chance. You know, you can do it. So this is how it goes. We... We have a cycle in life that we go through. Things start and they begin and then it turns over. Uh, we have a series of fresh starts. The seasons are like that. Each day is like that. It starts. It ends. We go to sleep. We wake up the next day and we have, we have a new beginning. This, this is the way life flows. Yet in life we don't, we don't always feel renewed because sometimes we wake up to a new day but yesterday is chasing us <laughs> it's trying to catch us what went on yesterday the problems of our past they can find us in the present and really if we don't handle them the right way then they begin to impact the future so we we really need we really need to know, how do we start over? How, how do we begin again? I mean, I, I personally wish we had kind of a giant Etch-a-Sketch. Remember the Etch-a-Sketch? I, I used to like those. But you always hated, I always, I'm a perfectionist, okay? I took a, a personality test, found out I was a perfectionist. It made me mad. But anyway, even, even from an early age, I would start my Etch-a-Sketch and it'd go wrong, and sometimes I didn't even want to start because I knew it was going to go wrong eventually. I'm not an artist, not an etch-a-sketch person, but I could shake it, and it would all start over. Wouldn't it be great if we had a giant etch-a-sketch? We look at the past, we look at, we look at what went on yesterday maybe, and we just take the etch-a-sketch and we start over. God, God gives us that opportunity. In this series, we're going to be looking at how giving your life to Christ 
and continuing to walk with him gives us the opportunity to begin again. And we'll look at how God graciously walks with us as we deal with these things. Check out the image for this series. It's pretty cool. A member at the Alhambra campus put that together, Ian. And uh, it it actually illustrates the truth of the passage that we're going to look at in a few moments from Ephesians. That we're going from death to life. God brings us out of death into life because he is the ultimate starting point. So that that picture from the, the front of your program and from the series is really reflective of the passage that we're digging into today. We're going to look at how following God provides a fresh start over and over again. Now, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I need them several times a day, just even in my attitude. Sometimes I, got, I, need, I need a start over. Um, a thought towards someone turns into an attitude that should be adjusted before I do and say something that I regret. It doesn't get adjusted. I go ahead and do it, and I need the etch-a-sketch. I, I, need, I need to figure out how to go back and, and how to do this over again or how to make it right once it's happened. For me, often... This feels like getting slimed. We used to watch a game game show with my kids. I, I used to. I, I think Cindy did. <laughs> we used to watch a game show, Double Dare. Yeah, you get slimed. Here's, here's a picture of two people. On Nickelodeon, I don't know if you can see it very clearly, but they, got, they were presenting something at the Nickelodeon Awards, and they got slimed. Now, it's very difficult if you get slimed to just continue with your day. You know, you go to work like that, or you show up, you're, you're just... You know, you lo- it looks a little odd, and you feel you don't feel great. I, I don't think that stuff could feel very good. But what, what happens to us on our insides is we get slimed by our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions. And it, it's just hard to keep going through the day like that. So we need to know how do we deal with this. We, we need a do-over. We, we need the chance to begin again often. And so we're going to look at that. We're going to look today at the starting point for lasting change. And we're going to look at how to get off the carousel of regret and discouragement. And it's not a happy tune on that merry-go-round. It's really not happy. So we're going to look at how to get off of that. September 20th, next week, we're going to look at building on the rubble. Related to our past, how do we uh, look back on our, some of our regrets and then deal with them in the right way to move forward and, and to, to make progress? On the 27th this month, we're going to look at restoration. How, how do you regain trust that's been broken once it's violated? How, how do you rebuild? How do you restore relationships that have been broken and the trust isn't there anymore? On the 4th of October... We're going to look at under new management. In handling finances, you know, we we have a budget, and we have the best intentions to stay within the budget, but then we make a few impulse buys, and it's shot. You know, it's out the window, and how do we we deal with that? How, How do we rebuild financially? God has a lot to say about money because it's very close to our hearts. 
So we're going to look at that. How do we manage our money in a way that honors him, and how do we move forward when we've blown it? On the 11th, beyond the dread, at work, we set out to manage our workload more effectively, but we get burned out, we're not able to keep up, we're overwhelmed. How do we move beyond the times when we're dragging and we're not doing what we want to do? And then we're going to wrap up the series by looking at transformation, which is really a focus on the right thinking to avoid getting blindsided by making a very poor decision. So this is where we're headed. To begin with, it's important to understand that we need the right perspective as we look at circumstances and situations. It's, it's dangerous to look at them with the wrong lens. We, every one of us, we're, we're handling life. It's flowing by. And we're looking through a grid of a lens that we're evaluating and we're reading the circumstance, we're reading the situation, we're trying to figure out what's going on or what went wrong, and if we don't look at it through the right lens, we're in trouble. We don't make the right decision. We don't choose the right direction. We don't do the right next thing. An accurate read of our situation in life is of prime importance. It's crucial. And so we're going to look today at the giant read on our situation in life. If we fail to deal with the root of our problem, whatever it is, it's like painting a fresh coat of paint on a rusty uh, piece of metal. It, it looks okay for a little bit, but it's, the rust is going to come through. The cracks are going to return. It's not going to look good over time. The Bible gives us an accurate read on our situation. Very, very accurate read. God reveals in the scripture, in the Bible, that our root problem is spiritual in nature. It's a spiritual problem. And we need to understand this. We need to know this. Because a spiritual problem needs a spiritual answer. Not a strategy or scheme, not a human way of dealing with it, but we need, we need an answer. If we continue to run human solutions, we never arrive at a place where lasting change occurs. Only God can give us what we need to start over. He, he's the only one that gives what's needed for that. Book of Ephesians gives us a clear picture of what is yours and mine and what is ours if we're in Christ or what would be yours if, if you decide to follow Christ. And we need reminders, like the book of Ephesians, that shows us these things. If we don't know the truth that we find in this letter, or we forget the truth that we find in this letter, then we have a, an entirely wrong read on our life situations and our circumstances. And then the next move is the wrong one, because we've read it wrongly. So we really need to understand this, so that we can change and start over and keep moving forward. Uh, Ephesians tells us what is ours in Christ, our identity in him. It tells us how God sees us if we follow Christ uh, after and before we choose to accept and follow him. The truth in this passage 
that we're looking at today helps us understand why change doesn't occur by human power. It, it, it gives us a key understanding of how it all works. So first, we find in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, that the root problem can't be fixed by self-effort. This is hard for us to get in our hearts and minds. <laughs> because there's something about us humans that when there's, there's something going wrong... We want to do whatever we can to fix it, to deal with it, to get it behind us, to, to handle it right now. But the root problem can't be fixed by our own effort. That's what you find here. As you were dead, and you were dead, it says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you, in once you, in which, wow, in which you once walked, following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Now this is a description of where we were natively, naturally. This is where we all are. When we're born into this world, we start out, uh, we are, it says, dead in the trespasses and sins in which we walk. In terms of change, we, we tend to think of our root problem as something else, not spiritual. It's maybe tied to the amount of effort that we've given to fix the problem. Maybe we haven't really tried that hard to fix it. So that's, that's where it comes from. It's not better because we haven't really worked that hard to make it better. Or we have a lack of knowledge. Or we need to get educated in this area. And once we get the knowledge we need or we gain the education that we, we need, it's going to get fixed. It's going to be better. Or we don't have the right tools. If I just had the right tools, I need to go find an expert who has the right tools or I need to figure out what those tools are so I can learn how to use them. But anyway, we don't, we don't tend to read our life situation and circumstance the way that Ephesians does, the way that God shows us in Ephesians. That's not the way we do. God's read on our problem, our root problem, is the one that matters. And he says here, we don't need reformation. We need resuscitation. We need to be brought back to life. This is, this is what God says. We are dead in our sins. Dead people don't move. Dead, dead people cannot get educated. They can't make an effort. They can't Find the right tools. They, they just can't. This is our circumstance. This is the picture that we can't do anything to help ourselves out of our circumstance. The root problem. We can't deal with the root problem ourselves, which is our sin against the living God. When your car battery is dead, you need a new one. It's over. You can't recharge it. This, this is the picture here. I'd like to show you a video clip from a movie 
called The Princess Bride. It's just a fun little clip that sort of emphasizes what, what we're talking about. Let's watch it together. Look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Now, mostly dead, he's slightly alive. Now, all dead, well, with all dead, there's usually only one thing that you can do. What's that? Go through his clothes and look for loose change. <laughs> All right, that was just for fun. But but we we don't we don't think in these categories when we're looking at our root problem. We don't. We don't think dead or alive. Mostly dead. We don't even think in these categories. We wouldn't think, well, he's mostly dead spiritually, but maybe he can eke out some progress. What what scripture says is you're all dead. You and I in our in our native state, without Jesus Christ, we are dead. We know we're bad off. We know we feel slimed. We sin, we struggle, we make mistakes, but we see that we don't see often that we're dead. We don't look at it that way. This is the spiritual reality. And we don't know how to look at what's going on in our lives. We don't understand the root problem unless God shows it to us. We need his help. We need him to turn the lights on for us. We have to start with the truth that he's given. He had to reveal this to us. We don't understand this. It's not intuitive. You don't see people getting up, going to work. You're working with them, and you don't see them. They look alive to you. They look alive to me. They're, they're breathing. Physically, they're breathing. We, we don't understand that spiritual death is really the problem unless God turns the lights on for us. We don't, there is no possible way that we can sort it out from our vantage point looking at what's going on. We, we needed God's help for this. We absolutely hate, I do, we hate admitting that we're lost, that we're broken, that we're failing, that we're falling, that we're struggling. And we tend to minimize sin. And we, we tend to minimize the impact of our sin. You know, I just, it was a mistake. Anybody could have done that. I made a mistake. This, this might feel better briefly, but the slime remains. We have to deal with the slime. We have to deal with that before we move on. Since Adam and Eve, all of us tend to blame shift and minimize our wrong rather than admitting our real condition. Ephesians reveals God's perspective on our situation. Apart from Christ, we are spiritually dead. Our pride, our fears, our busyness, they all keep us from coming to terms with this spiritual reality. They, they, they create a barrier. But the starting point for change is to admit that we have a spiritual problem that we can't fix with our own effort. It can't be addressed with a human solution. Passage continues with some great news. God graciously made us alive in Christ. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. This is a very important passage for me. Because when I'm slimed, I can't see myself exactly the way God does. I can't, I can't read my situation very clearly. In the passage, we see that God, because of his love, out of his grace, does what we couldn't do. He does the very thing that we can't do. Because we don't have any power. He sends his son, the Father... Sends his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sin, to pay the price for our sin and raise to new life so that we could be raised with him. This is this is the spiritual reality that's going on in the world. We're separated from God by our sin. It's like we're separated by a canyon that we cannot get across on our own power. We try. We try to get across the canyon. In our minds, we think we can make it across the canyon by doing enough good works, by jumping across on religion, or by gaining some kind of special knowledge. We think we can, but the root problem cannot be handled that way. You know why? Dead men don't jump. White men can't jump. We know that. But Scripture's telling us dead men can't jump. They can't, they can't even move. So here we are, spiritually, we're in this condition. And we need someone to help us. And God, out of his love and grace, does the very thing that we couldn't do. In Jesus Christ, he pays for our sin. He took the action that we couldn't take because we were dead. He paid the price on the cross for our sin. Life comes from accepting what he's done in humility. This is is a cornerstone message of our series. When we talk about beginning again, we have to know these truths. Because what we do is we fall back on trying to do better, trying to improve ourselves, trying to, out of our own effort, get enough knowledge that, so that we can, if I could just know enough, then I can handle this. I can avoid doing it again. Or I can get past this problem that I'm dealing with. If we don't understand this truth that we see in Ephesians, then We keep trying to better ourselves. We keep trying to improve ourselves, and it doesn't work because we are totally dead in our sin, and we need God's help. This is the final truth to hang hang on to. The power for change comes from the grace of God. It is the grace of God. It's God's power that allows us to change, to start over, to begin again, no matter what's gone on. Look at Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your undoing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may, may boast. It's not a result of doing good works to get across a canyon. 
It's, it's something God's done by his grace. We can't help ourselves. The source of power isn't in us. This is not your own doing. The power to change flows from the grace of God. person who's spiritually dead can't even make a decision of faith unless God first breathes life into them. That's the grace of God. And we need his help even to believe. Very begin. So if you're here and you're investigating what it means to follow Christ, I want to encourage you, ask God to help you. Ask God to turn the lights on for you. Because this is not intuitive stuff. Like I said, it's not something that you are going to be able to understand or read with a natural mind. You need God's help. You need his understanding. And I want to encourage you to consider God's gracious offer to give new life for those who accept what he's done, what Jesus has done on the cross, and who decide to follow him as Lord. Just give your entire life to him. I want you I want to ask you, encourage you to consider that. If you've never done that, we want to help you clarify that decision. On that connection card that we talked about earlier uh, in the program, on the back of it, there's a place to say, I'm, for the first time today, I'm choosing to follow Christ. I'm going to accept him as my Savior and follow him as Lord. We'd love to know that you want to do that because we'd love to help you Clarify that. You may feel like you're too, too far gone. It's too far down the road, too much behind you, too much past to get to, get to that point where God would accept me. There is, you're never too far gone. It is never too late it, it, to respond to God's grace. The spiritual reality is that God is saying, I know who you are and I know what you've done. And here is life. If you will accept what I've done for you in the person of Jesus Christ and decide to follow him, here is the life you've been looking for. I meet people who live in regret, guilt, grief, and they feel like they have to keep on working themselves so they get to a certain point where they can give them their life to God. You know, they're working. They're, they're, they're trying to get there. From God's perspective... And the passage we just read, that's a waste. It's a wasted effort because we're dead. We're not mostly dead. We're all dead. And we need what God offers to us in the person of Jesus Christ. If you're already a Christ follower and you know, so often you, you come to Christ and you experience the grace of God, he, you, there's this tremendous amount of relief. And you get motivated by the grace of God to live for him. And then you go to live. You know, you get up the next day or at some point, you know, you get up and, and your, your, your intent is to live for him. But you, you blow it again. And you sin. And, oh no, you know, where's the etch-a-sketch? Where's, where's the thing I need to, how do I, how do, I do this? It's very important to remember that the way that you start in the Christian life is by admitting your need for God to save you, to give you the life that you don't have because you're dead. You admit 
God, I've sinned. I've blown it. I need you to help me. Confess whatever it is to God. And then he gives his grace to keep moving on. And that's, that's important for us to remember. If you're already a Christ follower, we have to keep this perspective as you deal with sin, as you deal with temptation, as you deal with guilt over sin. It's already been paid for. You don't have to pay for it again. God, God's already given what we need. We don't need to beat ourselves up or, or try to improve ourselves. Because what God does is, what he, he, through the resources that he's provided for spiritual growth, he, he works in us. Our part is to make ourselves available to those resources. This is one of them, getting into the Word of God. We've been looking at it this morning. Uh, the Word of God, prayer, uh, fellowship with other Christians, and serving others, ministry. Those are the resources. And in, as we're making ourselves available to these resources, we keep admitting it when we blow it. And when we admit it, the Bible says if you confess your sins, which means to agree with God that it was wrong, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins. And the grace comes. There's this process that we're in where God is changing us from the inside out. It's not like you come to Christ and then you never need the etch-a-sketch again. You never, need, you never need to be forgiven again. It's like you come to Christ and then he begins to make you into a new person. And from the time you give your life to Christ to the day you die, he'll be working on you. Look at verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That word workmanship is poema in the Greek. The New Testament was originally written in Greek. It means a work of art, a masterpiece. That, that's what that word means. God is taking people who were formerly dead, and he's working in them to make them a masterpiece. But we have to cooperate with him. We have to, we have to be willing to admit, God, I've blown it again. I, I admit that. Thank you for forgiving me. Help me to move on. We have to come to the point where the very first time we realize, God, I have never, ever admitted my sin before you. I have never accepted your death on the cross, Lord Jesus, for my sin. And I want to accept that and follow you as Lord. If we do that, then we continue doing the same thing. God, I, I admit I'm wrong. God created us all, but sin, when we chose to rebel against him, it marred us. It damages us. But in Christ, he remakes us into a masterpiece. We can begin again. Because he, he's, he's forming in us this new person. He makes us new. In light of where we're going to be headed over the next few weeks, I'd like you to just consider now, if you would, where do you need to begin again? Where is it? What, what is a pressure point in your life where you, you, you need God's help to start over? You, you need him to give some, some real encouragement. Where are you discouraged? Where do you need renewal? 
I encourage you to think this through as I wrap up the message. If you would, please take your connection card out of the program and take this time uh, to finish completing any information or next steps. And when the offering ushers come around, you can drop the card in the offering basket. But here are some next steps that I'm suggesting. Maybe God said something to you that you'd like to follow through on. But the first one is, for the first time, I commit my life to Christ and follow him as Lord. That's a step. If you're ready to do that, accept what Jesus has done on the cross and commit your life to follow him, that'd be great. We'd love to know about that so we can encourage you in it. Secondly, another step, determine one area in my life that I need to begin again. What's an area? Just write that down. If one comes to mind or you may may want to ask... uh, over this next week, how you've read the situation currently, how you may need to shift in the way you're reading it. And as we walk through this series, begin to get a handle on God's read on that situation and how to move forward in it. Then finally, another step would be to attend the rest of the series to see how we keep beginning again over and over again as God gives the grace to do that. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the truth we see in your word and for your grace that God, that that is the truth and we've all rebelled, but God, you have loved us deeply and in your grace, you have made a way for us to have life. I praise you, I honor you and I glorify you for what you've done and I ask for your help from wherever we are right now that we would take steps uh, both If we don't know you, to know you. If we do know you, to walk in the grace that you've provided. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Amen.